listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. This is the Bradley Martin of the Screener Squad, talking about some more February spooky, scary type of films. Tis the season. Tis the season, yes, the season (laughs) of love. Yes, the month of Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day. What are there, two or three Valentine's Day murder films? I'm sure there's more than that. There's one with David Boreanaz is the one I remember. Remember that? There's Bloody Valentine, and then there's the remake, Bloody Valentine. (laughs) And then the 3D remake. Then there's that uh, anthology one, uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, I forgot that existed. (laughs) With Tay-Tay Swift and her bae at the time, Taylor Lutner, right? (laughs) We're not here to talk about uh, true romance that never worked out. We're here to talk about, uh, and we're lucky to talk about Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Title drop! Yay. I don't know, guys. I think after watching this movie, I don't think I'll ever tell a woman you're lucky ever again. (laughs) Don't! It seems like uh, they're actually very unlucky. Yes! As opposed to what the title says. (laughs) Yes. Think twice before talking to women self-righteously. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Yes, a horror film on Shudder. Screenplay starring Bria Grant. Directed by Natasha Kermani. If you have Shudder, I think you should check this out. But we're going to get deeper into that with my colleagues. Doggett. Uh, Self-reflective Doggett. This guy is so lucky he walks under ladders just to even out the the playing field for the rest of us. We got Adrian. Hey, y'all. Men are bad, for sure. (laughs) I always wanted to try this intro out. We have everyone knows it's Mindy. Damn straight. So what'd y'all think of this February horror fun? I think I really liked the last act of it, and I think I enjoyed. You just interrupted the only girl. I'm so sorry. I was also not looking at the stream yard, so my bad. It's all right. It had dips and highs uh, the beginning act felt pretty generic trapped in a house kind of feel like kind of a black mirror-y eeriness but also at the same time it's kind of something you've seen before and the ending kind of fizzled out for me but there was one particular scene that hit me like a fucking truck i had to stop watching it because i was about to cry And I, in fact, did cry a little bit the more I thought about this scene. But I will get into a little bit more after other people's opinions so I can get more into depth about why this scene would hit me a woman in particular. Because that is the whole point of this movie is very much a this is the reality of women once it reveals the moral of the story. But I will let you go with your opinions before I will expand. 
Well, it's like how the Statue of Liberty once said, to be a woman is to suffer. And uh, that's what <laughs> this movie kind of told me, because it looks uh, not very pleasant No. S- sometimes. And we probably live in the best time of the world to be a woman, and it's no. probably still not a great thing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I got way ahead of myself, guys. I apologize. I'm going to give you a quick synopsis. Oh, yes. Rhea Grant plays May. May is an author, accomplished, doesn't seem to feel as accomplished as she'd like to be. And every day, someone tries to murder her. She is very lucky that she's not murdered, though. Title drop! Every, <laughs> every day, from her boyfriend to the police to... I think that's her husband. Oh, yes, her husband. He kind of has a very ho-hum quality, so I kept thinking, no way, that's a spouse. So she's almost murdered every day by an assailant with a tapey, weird, can't-quite-see-what's-going-on-there, almost like a predator shimmer mask. And she survives the encounter, but it happens every day during different times different events, sometimes without warning. And how she deals with it is kind of the theme of this movie, which I believe Mindy's going to be able to give some super insight for us. But first, Adrian, what did you think of Lucky? I think Brea, or Brea Grant, is on a roll. She made one of my favorite movies of last year, 12 Hour Shift, pretty good horror comedy. She starred in After Midnight, which was also really good. And here she has another film, which is this, it's that new wave of feminist horror that I'm really digging. That being said, I was having more fun trying to figure out what's going on, more so than I was having fun watching the movie. I wasn't really scared. I'm I'm not really sure if this even should count as a horror movie. This feels more of like, not sci-fi, because it's not (laughs) sci-fi. But Mindy kind of name dropped it, but it does kind of feel like a Black Mirror episode. What it comes down to, what I think at least what the uh, what the final theme of the movie was, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. That it's actually like a really good way to get to that conclusion and to get to that theme. Like that's that's an interesting way of showing it that I haven't seen done before. Uh, but as a horror movie, I think it's uh, I think it's all right. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, maybe not for me. Okay. Yeah. Misogyny? <laughs> uh, un- undermining someone's trauma? It's kind of cool. Oh, maybe not I'm cool, but as... I don't know. I'm not going to explain it. That's fine. <laughs> Adrian's never been in a parking lot and just, like, looked everywhere. Uh. I used to walk through parking lots all the time as a security guard. It never crossed my mind that I was ever in any danger. So I... No. And I'm bringing that up because ignorance is something that you don't even realize you're expressing that's why uh it's called ignorance right mindy won't you lead us okay so as i said the beginning of this film actually for about two-thirds of the film it's just her fighting off this attacker and it's like okay generic halloween type dude the jamie lee curtis type is trying to get away from okay but then it gets to the scene in the parking garage And she's there with her sister-in-law, too. And it's happening to her, too. And they look around, and it's happening to all these other women. And the assistant, the sister-in-law, whoever it is, is like, we need to help them. And the part that just got me was she's there going, you're not safe. 
They're gonna keep coming for us in our houses, in our friends' houses, in parking garages, and nobody is in there except you. That is a truth for so many women. You have, oh God, um, no, I'm not gonna fucking cry. Okay, so the reason that this scene, a little TMI about me, I am a survivor. I remember it was at college in a professor's classroom because it was the professor. Throughout a woman's life, she is told over and over and over and over again, you are not safe. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter how you dress, no matter how you respond, you are not safe. And for the reality of so many women, I guarantee you every single woman you know probably has a story like mine. So we know exactly what it means to have to watch our back every single day. And on top of that, and this is the thing that happened when she's talking to the police over and over and over again and they're just like, eh, he probably won't come back. And this is probably off the top of your head. I have some mace, you'll be fine. My dad did that actually. He gave me mace, never talked about it again is that we are alone. Worse than the any kind of attack itself is the apathy of the world around you in that nobody seems to give a shit what you're going through. And you are alone. And that was the scene in the parking garage that it revealed clearly that this is happening all around you. This is the reality of so many women and nobody gives a shit because the outside world doesn't see it or doesn't care and the inside world is busy trying to survive. And that was that scene, full display. So every woman watching this film, there's a good chance they are gonna get triggered by that scene because I certainly did because it was so incredibly powerful, because it was so true. And then the ending fizzled out and made me rather disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the ending does a thing of like explaining itself again with, with the parking garage scene that already kind of showed like, okay, this is clearly now the theme of the movie. And there's um, this is obviously the message that it wants to show. But then like the last what like minute the last two minutes it's like i kind of already understood that point and it almost feels like they could have cut it maybe like two three minutes ahead of time and it would have been a little stronger i i, I kind of agree with you there that it does feel like it, it fizzles out a little bit well it's like they had this whole thing about showing this is the world this is the world that we live in this is the reality and made and expanded the story in that sense and then they made it small again by focusing it pinpointing it on her okay. and then trying to create some kind of resolutiony thing that wasn't really clear and honestly for most women they don't get that resolution in real life anyway so it's like it kind of defeats the message like two percent of rapists go to jail in this country two percent so there are so many women that it's like it, it, 
they're never going to have the moment of the villain is defeated. So the fact that they tried to make a kind of resolution to this fell flat for me. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I think it was an attempt at catharsism. That is, yeah, not, not often. It was an attempt at catharsism, but it didn't work. Because it's like, here's a truth, but here's an ending. No. Yeah. Truth first ending. Well, not a lot of cast in this, especially cast with names. We got. Did I give my opinion? No. <laughs> <laughs> no dogs allowed. So her spouse, I wanted to talk to him about. Well, I wanted to talk to him personally. <laughs> say good job on the role. Ted, played by Dravide Singh. He has the most Dog apathetic. It, what did you think? <laughs> no, you don't get it now. Most apathetic personality would be your husband, I would say. Do you guys agree with that or no? Okay, now, now, dog, it now come in. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think he's apathetic, but I don't think he's any more apathetic than anybody else, honestly. And again, going back to once you realize that this is expressing the truth about women and trauma, it's realistic. Okay. On a scale of the husband in Tully to the boyfriend in Midsummer, how apathetic would you say he is? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> well, good well, thing you said that because I won't. Uh, I won't recommend yeah. it either. It's that's no, a personal decision you have to it. make. I absolutely. Are you sure? Doggett, what do you think oh, about the dog, movie? What do you think about come Ted, on your back. favorite character? Yeah, come on back, Doggett. What, what What do you feel no. about the movie? No, no. Doggett texted guys, me saying that on? he thought dog that I'm he right thought uh, Ted was the hero of the film. And then, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I had to bait him out somehow. Fuck you. No, I was just gonna say. It's hard to joke right now. Uh, I was going to say that I fucking love this movie. This is my favorite movie of, like, the year. And I know it's not saying much since the year's just starting. But seriously, this movie terrified me. I'm not even going to lie. And no, I don't understand what it is to be a woman. And I never will. And I resign myself to that. But I am a paranoid person. (laughs) And I am fearful for my life at all times. I'm a small kid. I grew up in the ghetto. I'm, like... Under 5'8". I'm always looking behind my back. And that that garage scene, every time I'm in a garage by myself, I fear for my life. And I'm not saying I understand that fear, but I do feel it. And there's some things about being a woman that resonates to, for everybody. And the fear resonates with me. I have to give it credit for truly terrifying me also for being under 80 minutes that's fantastic <laughs> yeah. congratulations movie you made your point here's what it is i'm not gonna go that hard this movie because it's christopher nolan needs to get this editor for this film or something <laughs> you say take out two minutes this is barely 80 come on well dog it out why don't you carry this into your final thoughts well for me there is no resolution to this film and i enjoy that as much as it looks like oh it seems to end as we've seen with the rest of this movie, it doesn't end. She'll wake up next morning, and the same shit's gonna happen again, is how I saw it. I watched this in the morning, and I thought about that my, the, the, the rest of the day. And I can't wait to tell everyone I know to watch this movie, and also tell very specific friends of mine, you shouldn't watch this movie. <laughs> I would give this 10 out of 10 times I put my phone down and scan the area around me while watching this movie. <laughs> wow. All right, Adrian, why don't you give us your final thoughts there, sir? See, I, I knew Doggett was going to like this when he messaged us saying, like, I'm going to take the whole day to digest this film. Um, I feel like I didn't need that much time. I I thought this was a really good movie. I think this is just 
yet another high point for for Bray Grant. That being said, it is a message film, and it does a great job at talking about its message, talking about its theme. It has a very powerful final act that is... It's powerful in in its theme, but it's also really, really well shot and well lit, and it looks stunning. They do a lot of really cool visual tricks that just give it like a little bit of flair to make it noticeable, uh, but doesn't overstep. It it doesn't. um, It cuts off at eighty minutes, and it should. (laughs) Yeah, we we saw a. I'm not gonna name the movie, but we saw a gigantic piece of shit the other day that had the fucking audacity to be like close to an hour fifty. And it's also a horror movie. Tenet? And it's like, no, not Tenet. Um, and it's like, damn, you took all this time and said nothing. And with 80 Minutes, uh, Brea Grant wrote a truly powerful film that I feel is not for everyone, but I feel like people should definitely watch this. I think as a horror thriller, it works decently. Uh, it's, it's interesting enough to get you wondering, like, what is this going to be about and trying to have you figure it out. And then when you do figure it out, it's 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 extremely satisfying. It's good that there's a movie out there like this. That being said, for the casual viewer, I'm going to give this four out of five films from Brea, Brea Grant that I... Man, I just keep mispronouncing her name. I keep flipping the B and the G. <laughs> uh, how about four out of five times I mispronounced uh, Greya Brandt's name? <laughs> Very good. I'm going to give you the final word, Mindy, so I'm going to quickly give my final thoughts. Like I said, I grew up pretty ignorant guy. I learned how to posture. I never learned fear. Just posturing like, what'd you say to me? Is a big defense when I was in high school because the other person would then be like, what'd you say to me? And then you just puff your chest out. No one's going to hurt anybody. I walk my dog at night. I say hi to strangers. Um... I guess I'm worried about being randomly shot, which is absurd, especially in Canada. So the sympathy is there because I literally had to read, study, ask my sisters, my mother, mother mother-in-law, my own wife, and then had an existential crisis about it. Like, no, no. Like a lot of people, I'm sure you've heard Mindy like, no, no one, no one's like that. Why would, why would you project that into the world? Nobody's after anybody. What, What do you mean? And uh, I think the, this film really portrays that very well, how alone it must feel to survive a trauma and be told you're lucky. A promising young woman did this incredibly well also when they were like, well, it's time to move on. Justice. I mean, it's he, sh- he said, she said, there's no justice here. You have the courage to forget that that happened to you. And what kind of fuckery is that? That's terrible. But that's the world we live in. So I uh, really like the portrayal of that. I'm going to say I'm still pretty ignorant, though, because I don't understand the ending at all. That confused (laughs) me. Kind of, but I can't talk about it because I don't want to spoil anything. But I'm like, oh, wait, what? Did you watch this with your wife? No, no, I watched this alone because she's not a big fan of horror movies. I'll probably watch it with her eventually on shutter <laughs> so i'm gonna give this i'm gonna agree with doggett the best horror film definitely i've seen all year because uh, adrian we survived that crap together <laughs> joking aside i'm gonna give this three sevens for a jackpot in 10 casinos boom go see lucky 
Mindy, your final thoughts, please. I think that this is the type of film that you get more out of it the second time you watch it. Because I think that you really need to get the message of it before you start it. Because when you're just watching it from the beginning, like I said, it just feels like a generic sort of black mirror eerie type of thing. But it's like, but again, once it gets to that garage scene, all of a sudden everything that comes before it makes so much more sense in regards to what it's trying to say. And that is, this is the reality of women. And on top of that, not just the fear, the guilt. Because, you know, after that scene, she's there's like, I thought that this was a punishment for something that she did. And that is the reality of so many women too. There is absolutely the self-blame. There is absolutely everybody, no, well, not everybody, but plenty of people. My best friend at the time told me, you should have known what was going to happen that night, so get over it. Like, this is the sort of bullshit that you get told. And so you feel like it is brought on yourself. It's like it does such an insanely good job of telling this type of message. But I think that it really only says it the second time around. And then at the end, it's like I get what it was trying to do. But the way it presented it, it and there, there are snippets of this that are kind of supernaturally based in a way that just kind of breaks the seriousness of it. So it... it the, I think, like, the ending is not necessarily, I didn't understand it, but it's like, the way you did it eh, kind of took away the impact of the scene before. Especially, like, there's a scene with, the, there's an interrogation and people, like, start singing and then it's like, what? what? No, you're, you're taking away, I get what you're trying to say, but the way you're doing it isn't quite working. Um, like I said, I think this is would be a better movie the second time around, but the first time... It takes a while for you to really understand it. But because it is better the second time around, and because that message is so powerful, I am going to give it a little more than I was originally going to. So I am going to give it 7 out of 10 birthday candles because this film is going to be released on my birthday. Yay! Happy birthday. Yes, March 4th is when this film will be released, and that I will be 38. Very nice. (laughs) Well, I just want to apologize if I said anything insensitive by accident, but it's only because Doggett told me to say it before we started recording. (laughs) What is this, a Son of Sam situation? (laughs) Blaming the victim, Adrian. Oh, no. (laughs) I did get beat up by somebody that looks exactly like Adrian when I was a kid. Yeah, and it'll happen again. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I've had such a sheltered life, you guys.